We're back at the old church. Yes, we are. Our spot. Yes. And Anna's with us. I yes. am. Thank so you. We happy. missed you last night. We we picked an amazing spot last night, Anna. It was by a beautiful green dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this is day two. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's hard hard to think that. It's uh it's well. about two thirty in the morning. The day for I think all of us kicked off with uh, Bruce Springsteen's keynote. Incredible, incredible, I thought. What'd you guys think? You were the only one, I think, who got to hear all of it because we were at the parish. Oh, that's right, that's right. So the Bruce Springsteen keynote kind of overlapped with our day party at the parish. And so I actually, all I saw was Bruce Springsteen pulling out a guitar on your iPad screen. So, So that's all I saw. I'm sure it was great. My context is I tuned in off and on, and every time I tuned in, he said something amazing. Yeah, I thought so too. He was was like Professor Bruce. Totally Professor Bruce, and and he won over every writer in the room because he referenced the great late critic Lester Bangs. But mostly he talked about his songwriting process and the artists who had inspired him, from Eric Burden to uh, Roy Orbison to, of course, Woody Guthrie. And... It was just the big picture from Bruce, and I just loved it. Plus, he was hilarious. And he mentioned Kiss three times. He was hilarious. <laughs> uh, he, he had people laughing the minute he walked out on, on stage. and But just so many just little, little details. Like, uh, he said, you know, when I started playing, I had about 10 years of rock history to draw from. And he said, that's basically like... All, all the kids making music now only using what has come out since 2002. Wow. And my favorite line, I think, is when he described doo-wop as the sound of bras snapping all across snapping America. And, and stockings rubbing <laughs> yeah. on, on couches. It was like sexy mode, Bruce, which yeah, you don't really see that often, you know? He talked about Lester Bangs' I think it was Lester Bing's quote about Elvis, yes. the, the last artist we'll all agree on. Right? Exactly. And I thought that, that was very prophetic, too. He, he really just wrapped so much in into that speech about what's happening now in music with the way people are listening to music, the way we think about music, what it means to our, our personal lives, everything. But then he brought it to South by Southwest because he celebrated all the different styles of music and made this incredible rap going through genre names, including Nintendo Core, whatever. Yeah, Oh, that that may be. That was brilliant. And yeah. said that he was going to go see some black death metal. Yeah, Lars Gottrich at home was very excited <laughs> about that. I and, saw that and, tweet. And we'll, we have that keynote address, which we webcast live, but we will uh, archive that. So It's already I, on I, the site now. That's fantastic. And I think, I'll say required listening. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Once, I, I get, once I get home. <laughs> I, I have to say, when I heard that he was going to be the, do the keynote, I thought, well, that's cool. What is he going to say? I yeah. know. Yeah. And... and what didn't he say? It, it really he, was brilliant. He really hit a home run. I and, yeah. and I feel like, I, I mean, what's interesting is he may have been, he seemed a little nervous. Yeah. And up to the moment, uh, the he was introduced as doing an interview with Dave Marsh, his friend who's a, who's a longtime music writer. So I'm not sure if even when he walked out on that stage, he was absolutely sure he was going to go for it. <laughs> and it had the feeling of someone who was going for something he wasn't certain of. And how often do we see that from yeah. a star like Bruce Springsteen? Not that often. many decades into a career. I know. And I'm not. And yeah, I'll toot our own horn because the, <laughs> mo- the, the one of the most amazing shows I saw was the beginning of our showcase, which was the band La Vida Boheme uh, from Caracas, Venezuela. And they came out, and I had this moment for me because. I, I'm again old enough to have seen The Clash when they did their first tour and I had that moment and it wasn't the musicality of what they were doing on stage uh, four guys all 
sort of splattered in paint and yeah. wow. in, in sort of white clothing but it was both the power and there was an originality to it even though it harkened back to the clash uh, and when we came and did an interview which we're going to put on with uh, Henry the lead singer of the band uh, I said that to him I said I had this moment and he looked at me startled and he said our band was completely inspired by the clash wow. and give them enough rope but when they did their songs another thing they did they would go from song to song seamlessly right. unlike the clash or or almost every band on the planet where you do a song you stop you tune you do their momentum with electronica would kick in it would be uh, spacey pink floyd almost wow. uh, and i'm saying these as old reference points but the music was completely new and fresh wow uh, so la vida bohème wow yeah they tore it up too it was loud noisy well, there was a sense that it, there was a sense that we sort of were able to kick it off with a dance party, yeah. which is which is always exciting because you know we, we love a lot of these more you know somewhat textured kind of atmospheric kind of subtle you know as you listen to a lot of you know more and more music you you really stop and appreciate all these subtleties and everything. So to have a band that just come out and throw a dance party yeah. where they're splattered in paint with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> And then STS afterwards, I'm so sorry you missed. I w I'm missed very them, sad I did yeah. too. Sugar, Sugar Tongue, Tongue Slim. Slim. <laughs> I just thought that was great fun. I mean, he was dropping f bombs left and right. We had a, <laughs> we were live on a number of NPR stations, and we had to bleep it. And our, our person who was in charge of that, her, she had a splint on her finger <laughs> when it was all done. I said, you ought to just lean on the button and just leave yeah. it in for the. But, H but even so. She was exhausted. Even so, it was it was still it, it was never ugly, you know. Not it at was all. Just, it, not at all. It was it was just yeah. fun and funny and with, with I mean, a real rhythm section. I mean, it yeah. was. I mean, it was it was definitely it was definitely salty. Yeah. But but, <laughs> but he's but, a wordsmith. But he, but he, you know? he he's he's oh, a yeah. veteran of poetry slams right. that really showed, and there was a sense of playfulness about him that was very winning. Uh, you know, he he kind of had this. He kind of had this almost, almost kind of a wink with the audience, where it was like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to make you work as hard as I do. You know, <laughs> like, you know, and, and a strangely um, appropriate bridge between La Vida Bohème and and Polisa. Like it, it, did it didn't. Work. It didn't. It wasn't as jarring as you might have have, have thought it was. No, I was busy with Bruce Springsteen, but Polisa was a band I really wanted to see. They're one of the buzz bands down here. They're my oh wow band of the day. Wow. Actually, oh. uh, for, for me, um, I mean, there's there are other shows that were amazing for sure, and we'll we'll talk about that. But just in terms of pure surprise, I, I just was not expecting to be as absolutely captivated by her performance, the band's performance. She just chewed that audience up. She 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 sort of has this rhythm when she moves on stage as though she's rapping. She kind of moves her head with the you know to the side as she's with she each, kind of, with, kind of with each sort of syllable. She's very slithery. She slinks around. Yeah. yeah. And the singer Cheney Moon Cassell, Al, she just so commanded that stage and that audience was absolutely locked in. I like the way that you had two percussionists out of four members, so you had. It's not often that you can say, with with a, with a band that, it, that that has two percussionists, that the music was spare. Yeah. Ah, that's nice. It was. I thought well, it was bold. It was huge. And there's sort of five members because the main person in that band is doesn't play in the group. So the main person, Ryan Olson, from 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 Gangs, uh, who's worked with Justin Vernon, sort of makes the songs, and she comes in and sings them, and that's how they get produced. So he's sort of the a Brian Wilson person who doesn't tour with the group, 
and it's really interesting and, and talking with her and again we'll cut these interviews up both with the one with with uh, La Vida Bohem and all of the ones we've done but you'll hear her talk about the process and how really she's sort of still learning these songs when they did the album it was almost first takes well and I believe they recorded the album before they ever played a live show yeah that's always one of the things that you worry about when, when you're kind of taken with a record, but there's not any kind of live track record. It takes time and chemistry yeah. and luck and to talent, put, and talent yeah. to put on a great live show, and I thought yeah. they did. Yeah. And Pelisa has been thrust into the spotlight partly by Justin Vernon, who's been going around saying they're his favorite band. Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't yeah, even heard that. Yeah, after when, when he was... Busy winning his Grammys, he was <laughs> announcing that they were the the new sensation, and I think that's part of the buzz down here. So, you, have you not had a chance to see him at all yet? Not then? yet, but oh, I'm going to see him today. I've seen him three times. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we're up to only Thursday. Yeah. They actually wow. have showed up outside Bob's hotel. <laughs> after they them, posed uh, as maids. <laughs> after them, we had Lower Dens and Twin Hand Movement. Their record from a, a year or two ago was my favorite record of that year. I think it's a 2000. 2010, yeah. And um, love the new one too, No Tropics. The band wasn't as happy with their performance as they wanted to be with uh, our show. I don't know what you guys thought, but they didn't get a, because they were, we were running behind, they didn't have time to set up some of the electronics that they wanted to have going th- hmm. during the show. So it didn't quite have the energy that they wanted, but I thought they still did. And they, they did all new material. They yeah. did nothing from the first record. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And then uh, Stephen Merritt and Magnetic Fields, we laughed. We cried. I... There were people weeping in the audience. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah there Openly were... weeping. Yes. That was Absolutely. happening at the Springsteen keynote, too. This is such a weepy really? South by Southwest. There were people weeping at the Magnetic One of them. One. Tell us about that, Stephen. Black curly hair, perhaps? We actually had to, uh, we actually had to take out a, an extra rider on our insurance <laughs> to cover uh, any slippage that occurred <laughs> on the puddles of my tears <laughs> that had formed at my feet. They sort of closed their set with the one-two punch of it's only time and forever in a day oh, man. and I particularly during it's only time I just absolutely I was just standing there and like you know, for people who don't know this song from from, the six, from 69 love songs right. and and Do you remember the lyric that might have turned I, 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 in, but I took a bunch of blows to the head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but sort of in that moment it's one of these you know, they played a bunch of songs from 69 love songs which is a so, I was surprised by how many. I thought they'd do uh, stick mostly to the new record. Well, I talked briefly to, to Stephen Merritt after their set, and he indicated that there were there was a lot of set changing right right at the Because end. one of the singers lost her voice. Yeah, so oh, so okay. so he wound up singing a he wound up singing a lot more than I than, than he sings on the record on the new record, and so they wound up like I said throwing in a lot of songs from Six and Love songs, which are to me. We've talked. We've talked about standards before, Absolutely. and I think of the a lot of American standards. I think a lot of a lot of songs from that that record in particular as New American standards. Didn't do nothing matters. Nothing matters when we're dancing. Aww. But they did do Andrew and Drag from the new one, they, which yeah. was wonderful. <laughs> Time enough for rocking when you're old. To, when we're old. Too. And and you know the the new record uh, Love at the Bottom of the Sea is a very you know it's kind of a return to their synthy. Synthy right. sound and They're a lot classic of, sound. and a lot of these you know short kind of two minute trifles about mm. minor concerns yeah. and this was a very warm set it had an you know, acoustic mm. guitar and it was mm. it did not there you know there were little elements of electronics here and there but it was primarily an acoustic set mm. and so 
but it was beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's one of my, one of my favorite. I mean, well, I burst into tears. It's uh, one of my favorite things I saw today. I mean, Stephen Merritt is such an adept, deft lyricist, and he's such a wit, and he does write such funny songs. But then he'll just take you to this melancholy place, this place of of loneliness that's so deep it becomes poetic. And I think that's what we love about him and what makes us cry when we hear those great magnetic field songs. And well, it's, the, it's the sucker punches. Mm. Yeah. And it works so well because he sets you up because he's so droll and, and funny. Exactly. Uh, while doing the other at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What did everybody do after our show? So, so Anne, did you uh, did you see any did you see any concerts tonight? Well, you know, there was this guy. I mentioned him a couple times already. So Bruce Springsteen played a full-on arena rock size concert in the Moody Theater where they film Austin City Limits, and I mean, what can I say? Was it good? <laughs> As I tweeted. It's church, it's temple, it's the open road, it's every ritual you ever love. You're together with your best friends who are perfect strangers. It's a gigantic it's, pile of hyperbole. Oh, come take my hand. I'm riding out tonight to meet the promised land. It was yeah, that. Yeah, I mean otherwise. <laughs> and you know what? Springsteen is in freaking good shape. That guy jumped in the crowd so much, he actually crowd surfed. He wasn't just... I know what? he gets in the crowd a lot, but he was flat on his back. Yeah. Held up by the wow. crowd. I know. It was insane. Speaking so, of yeah. being held up by the crowd, <laughs> Stephen spent a little time in a mosh pit tonight. Did you? I, uh, yeah. Well, Robin, what did you tweet earlier? <laughs> Stephen said, he's like, I'm pushing 40. I've got two kids. I should not have been in that mosh pit. <laughs> I took, you walked up. You looked so shell-shocked. You took one for the what team. Who's, who's mosh pit were you in? A- Andrew WK. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And I've talked you know, on this podcast about spiritual obligations. <laughs> Certain artists you've seen before that you that your soul obligates you to see again and again, and I closed out the night by just barging, you know, headlong into the throngs uh, at Andrew WK, who played a lot of songs from his classic album "I Get Wet," which is one of my yeah. favorite. It was really one of my favorite albums from of all I time. I get wet from I get wet. <laughs> Party till you puke. <laughs> there, uh, for those who haven't heard "I Get Wet," um, three sample song titles. Uh, party hard, party till you puke. It's time to party. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's like Springsteen esque, only a little different. But just, but you know, and he's got all these like amazing, like 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 guys from Obituary and all these like really super accomplished players behind him. Wow! And it, it's just awesome. You know, he's this total force of nature. I don't know when or if he ever sleeps. <laughs> and, uh, and and his messages are positive, really. I he's mean, he's an incredibly he's an incredibly positive guy. He gives he he's a motivational speaker I on the know. side. I've seen his motivational speeches. They're Absolutely. very motivational. So, I, you know, I've always I've tried many times to sort of bring NPR and Andrew WK together. I've, you know, had him come in for a tiny desk concert once. I've tried to launch the Twitter hashtag NPRD hard. <laughs> so what before uh, Andrew WK though? So before Andrew WK, I was trying for a while to do three bands an hour. I decided that I was nice. really going to go in and graze, graze, graze. And, you know, I mean, obviously you lower the chances that you're going to be hypnotized by something, but you want to try to catch a moment in a sense, sort of the way Bob will shoot his one-minute videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did fulfill my South by Se- Secret Santa obligation to Ann yes. Powers. Yay. And I saw ZZ Ward. Um, I, sh- I just caught the last song of her set. Big... So- big belting soulful 
voice. I mean, she definitely has star quality in her vocals, and what she really has is a great, great band. Oh. One of the best drummers I've seen at South by Southwest this year, which is which is saying something. Been, I've seen some good drummers. Definitely. When I first saw the name ZZ Ward in the list of artists, <laughs> I said, please be... ZZ Top songs as sung by M. Ward, but someone imitating M. Ward or M. Ward songs performed as ZZ Top. But that's what I would like to see. I would like to see M. Ward songs performed by ZZ Top. (laughs) But instead, she's a a Oregon hippie chick doing basically R and B and doing it really well. Yeah, and she certainly has that kind of you know kind of that that throwback that throwback barefoot Janis Joplin-y kind of throaty belting vocals, which you know that kind of blues rock sound is not necessarily my wheelhouse. But she's very she's a very compelling performer, and like I said, that band could take her could take her far. And and she's super. I mean, she's talented enough to it's a good combination awesome good band uh, otherwise I mean I caught little bits and pieces here and there I mean this band We Are Augustine speaking of Springsteen yeah. you know where it's sort of sort of these like maritime anthems yes. I know um, you love maritime them I love I love a good maritime <laughs> anthem it reminded me a little bit of Titus Andronicus oh, you know the, the yes. kind of the open road the open sea uh, but you know they were they were terrific I never miss Sarah Siskind if I if at all possible and she just has this gorgeous piercing Voice that just guts you. She's she's wonderful. I saw the Bar Brothers. In, Aren't they in, great? In a, in a church reminded me a lot of like Josh Ritter. Yeah. With with a little bit more kind of kind of atmosphere, you know, interesting atmospheric instrumentation around him. And I know you guys are going to want to talk about Patrick Watson. Yeah, we'll get there. I think. So we'll table Patrick Watson, but uh, also caught. Uh, uh, speaking of spiritual obligations, an acoustic set by Nada Surf, wow. which is just one of the most. Heartwarming, lovable bands uh, on planet Earth. I, I, I so would have loved to have seen that. Just, I mean, those guys. You know, they they just have the the energy and the heart of you know of just of just these young pups. But they've been at it for twenty years, right. and their their stuff is so generous in spirit that you just can't help but just sort of swell up when you when you see them perform. And I've, I've seen them a bunch of times, and I've loved them every time. And Stephen, you had such an emotional day. I did, I did. Well, you know, I'm... And then got beat on the head. So you're, you're, <laughs> I took a lot of blows to the head You went from weeping at Magnet, and this is, doesn't this perfectly capture South By? You went from weeping at the magnetic fields to being jost, you know, beaten in a mosh pit. <laughs> yeah. Even, even better, even better, as I was about to walk into the club... To get beaten in a mosh pit, <laughs> I high fived Laura Gibson. <laughs> wow, he was just leaving perfect. the mosh pit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah imagine Laura. <laughs> I saw the uh, Spoke Mutombo. Mm. Oh, which, and, uh, I'm gonna go see they, them. They were an tomorrow. hour late, which was very frustrating because I want. They were one. I wanted to see a big long setup because their music is just all over the map. They were hour, an hour late, which made it hard. But they they came out in these. Well, they came out in regular street clothes, but dressed on stage into these Sergeant Pepper-looking outfits <laughs> if they were made in South Africa. Wow. And then they came out and did these songs that went everywhere from movements of the Temptations to, uh, you know, these uh, incredible guitar things, uh, almost Hendrix-like at, at, at times. Boy, I gotta see them. I have to see more of them. They're fantastic. It was not at all like the record, huh. Father Creeper, which is the new record. They're full of so many kinds of music. And there was a big South African crowd there, wow, and a lot of dance party going on. Uh, and then, uh, within within the span of 45 minutes, I saw a South African band, 
a Swedish uh, me- doom metal band, uh, Shining. Was oh. Bruce Springsteen there? <laughs> <laughs> Could have invited him. And then saw from Sweden, I saw uh, Taken by Trees, who haven't done anything in ages. One of my favorite albums of two years ago, was it three years three. ago? Yeah, yeah, it might have been three now. Uh, new songs, a uh, whole different feel, because the last record they did was uh, with a whole bunch of Pakistani musicians. And wow. this was almost had a reggae feel at times, Weird. right? Yeah. And then um, saw this group, Bam Bam. A, uh, they're from Monterey, but very Mexican rock band that sounded like if television, the band Television, were from Mexico. Oh, so cool. And fantastic, really little nice pop songs with biting guitar. Bob, you had the day that I hope to have tomorrow. Just music from all over the world. That's yeah. what I love about South by Southwest. <clears throat> it really it's did. funny because Bob actually hopes to spend tomorrow watching Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to quickly mention that I did see several artists tonight because Bruce Springsteen did bring out Jimmy Cliff to perform three songs. Oh, wow. Eric Burden, who he had How talked he about. Well, he's not in the greatest voice, but he's got that spit and vinegar of a... Of an old British guy, you know, and he he, he, he was got an old there. British guy when he was a young British guy too. In 1965, <laughs> Eric Burden uh, and the Animals had a slew of hits that were very influential to someone like Springsteen. Absolutely, and the joy on it was just interesting to see Bruce Springsteen being in wonder of his influences, you yeah, know. Absolutely. And in the end, he brought out the members of the Low Anthem and Regine and Will from Arcade Fire to join in This Land is Your Land, and that was just a family moment, That's of a course. full meal. Yeah. You, you had a full meal today. <laughs> yeah. I did. So what about you, Robin? Uh, well, I knew all the bands I saw tonight, um, but I'd never seen any of them before. I finally got to see Little Scream, Laurel Springlemeyer, oh, this cool. uh, band from Montreal. They played at the church. I thought it was a wonderful show. I ran from that to go see Hospitality. I'm very reluctant to. to we use talked the, a little about Hospitality yeah, we did. last I'm night. I'm very reluctant to use the word disappointed. I was a little surprised by the performance, only because the songs are so great. When I shut my eyes and listened to the music, it was perfect. But Amber Papini, the the singer, just is a little disengaged from it. She seemed like a little removed, you know, a little bored. And, and to give. Anybody cut slack to any musician that plays here, it could have been show four of the day. It could yeah. have been exactly. And I did as I was watching them. I thought she's tired. They are yeah. still. A, they are still a band to out. admire and, and to watch. Absolutely. Uh, well, and and obviously, you know, a lot of these bands. Not to go around making a whole bunch of excuses for bands we like, <laughs> because we do like hospitality. Very few of these bands get a chance to really sound check. They're kind of shuttled in and out, right. like super, super yeah. quickly, you know, because obviously you can't spend forty-five minutes goofing off between sets. Right. So, so and, you know, and, and sometimes the sound is terrible. Sometimes the venues are, ter- you know, so it's you that know. couple across the way is having a really good time. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, over by my hotel, <laughs> they probably the Sheraton, came from Bruce. It's like it's like makeout corner by the Sheraton. If you'd like to see more couples like that, Bob, come on by my hotel. What are you, what are you saying, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> we can wait until Ann and Stephen. Um, and then I ran from seeing Hospitality I went to see Exit Music I love their record right now put them on the show before I was standing two feet away from uh, the lead singer who's uh, Alexa Palladino and absolutely mesmerized you were there Bob it was a great show there was a good NPR music turnout there Uh, Mike Katzif was there absolutely Eleanor Kagan was there and I did a little reading afterwards I don't know how I ever missed this before she's an actress and she not only is an actress, but is an actress on a show I'm so into, Boardwalk Empire. What's her role? She, she plays Angela Darmody on Boardwalk Empire. Oh, my goodness. And I, I don't know how I missed that before, but 
whatever. She's in a band, and Exit Music is awesome. Does she have that cute little uh, flapper bob? In no, she doesn't. I thought that's why I didn't recognize her. I mean, there's also her. nothing cute about the band. It no, was no. raw power. She had these sort of diamond earrings, a black uh, dress, evening dress on, and it was the, the room was very dark. The music was just this drone of noise. Wow. I think awesome. I need to face the other direction. <laughs> Uh, I will say say there was one Robin's now on the right hand there was one funny moment I think they walked out of seeing the dream here in the church they had a little R&B love king action and now they're feeling it I'll wait for the motorcycle to go by so they can cut some more music I will say there was one funny moment Uh, I had also forgotten that the guitarist and the singer in Exit Music are married and there was one little moment where she's trying to sing and the mic stand keeps kind of slowly falling down (laughs) and he sort of he reaches over quickly and futzes with it and pushes it back up for her. And I said, God, they're like a married couple. And I was like, oh, yeah, they are married. There's just that little moment. But I have to say, by far, the uh, most profound moment of the day was seeing Patrick Watson. Steven, I know you are there for at least part of the show. And, Bob, you, you stayed through the end, it was which you never do. Right. I love, I love <laughs> South by Southwest. I love if I can, if there's a show at the end of the night where you just sit yeah. Yeah. and in the church, either St. David's or in the Central Presbyterian Church. One of the most amazing, beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Hands down. Yeah. I know that sounds like I'm overstating it, but I will say at one I point... I support you. At one point, he, uh, he brought the band out into the audience to sing unmiked. And it was just this joyful romp of a sing-along song. And at one point, and I'm getting choked up watching. <laughs> just, oh, wow. I just burst into tears. Because oh. I started thinking about my kid. And I thought, this is the world I want him to inherit. Oh. It was the most beautiful thing. I thought, you know, Bob joked beforehand. He's like, oh, I feel free. You're leaving this beautiful kid. And you're coming. And you're going to be around all these puking hipster <laughs> people for a whole, whole week. And I was like, you know what? Just seeing that, seeing Patrick Watson and that moment when he came out into the audience, and it then they, just overwhelmed me. And then I was basically crying through the second half of the show, just wow. watching that. I felt the same so way beautiful. after I took a, a boot to the head. <laughs> <laughs> and in that Patrick Watson set, because what Patrick Watson is really good at is starting a song he thinks is a pretty damn good song and just making it better wow. and better and better. And he took that so. segment of this band in the audience and they slowly walk to the stage uh, and then they flesh it out on all electric, yeah. on all drums and you just, when you thought it couldn't get any more amazing and I'll also say that what's something very important about his music that also got me very emotional and you think about, oh this is the world I want my kid to inherit is I want to believe in a world where magic actually exists yes. and there is so much magic wrapped up in his music I just, it's magical yeah. and, and you just feel like it's from the past sure. it's from the future you know, well, that vo- I mean, that voice was made to be heard in the church too. Oh, Definitely. absolutely! And I, I didn't realize he was as young as he is. I don't, I don't know if anyone knows how old he, but he's much younger than I thought from listening to the records. So, so maybe a, thir- a young thirty-something, twenty-something. Well, I guess is uh, you're probably going to hear a little bit more of Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, we've, we've, we have we've, a concert video that you recorded. I recall uh, years ago. Up and I went to New York with a couple of cameras and recorded with WNYC. But that's but archived on the NPR website. If people want to check out Patrick Watson's music, I mean, and, those are gorgeous. And uh, and for his new record, which comes out at the top of May, we even already invited him to a Tiny Desk concert. There were a couple. I was going to go see Screaming Females at two thirty. Oh, I love at, them. But actually, after the Patrick Watson, I said, "I'm in. I'm done. You're done. I could I, not I've got to end on that else. note." Yeah.
that is perfect note to end on. And perfect well, note to end this on, I think. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Have a little faith. There's magic in the night, as oh, as Bruce Springsteen said to me tonight personally. Pinch <laughs> oh. <laughs> me, I'm dreaming. Did he, did he say you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right? <laughs> well, he always says that. <laughs> but that's all right with me. When it's time to party, we will party. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. See you tomorrow. Ha, <laughs>